This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What's poppin'? Another episode of the Dudes in Christ Podcast. Coming back at you. What's up, Broski? What's up? It's another sinus edition of the Dudes in Christ Podcast. Hey, everyone. Man, we are uh, almost feel rusty. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. A few weeks since the last one. You were sick uh, two weeks ago, then I was sick uh, last week. So, man, we're... Oh, well, yeah. Yes, it has been longer than I thought. Yeah, that's been, uh, it, we've missed the last two. Slackers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we stirred up all kind of controversy, then balled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> so pretty good at that. I will be coughing several times this uh, episode, so if you don't like it, sorry. That's how it is. <laughs> That's how it is. What you been up to, broski? Nothing. Uh, did do a little wedding this week. You did a little wedding? Yeah. Wow. Last minute. Oh, just this a little. Like you. Almost like ministered. Justice of the Peace one. but You ministered it? Yeah. Nice. Signed the paperwork as uh-huh. far as that goes. <laughs> <clears throat> a little short one for my little cousin. So. Yeah. We're at. Congratulations to them and Dexter. Yeah. A little hand so. cut. Yeah. You're rusty, bro. Done. <laughs> so, did that, uh, I think that was Thursday night. Sweet. Yeah. So, Sweet. and I, I was here Wednesday. I, yeah, I, I was not here either. <laughs> we had, uh, it's Cooper's birthday, and <clears throat> by the time I got to Kenneth, he wanted to go eat. So, man, we'll go ahead and celebrate early. We hadn't even had time to <laughs> I feel bad. We hadn't uh, had a free time to even schedule a birthday party, so I don't yeah. even know when he's going to have that. He's yeah. going to try to sit down today, catch some time, and uh, figure out when we can uh, get to both be free. Yeah. So that's just life, though, right? It's yeah, fast. Busy. Yep. That's Goes the, quick. the new new way. seems like uh, everything's just go, go, go. But it could be different. Oh, yeah. It could be, uh, could be the opposite. Well, I uh, I don't really have anything on my end. Just getting started at work, still going through, uh, you know, the training and stuff like that here and there. So I'll be ready to get back to just a a schedule, a re- you know, a routine schedule. But yeah, man, I don't like coming in and not knowing exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. Or- yeah, but it's uh, it's going well. It's not bad at all. A little, a uh, lot less stress. Oh yeah. And when I get to leave, I get to leave. Don't have to bring it with me. So yeah, very thankful for that. But man, you don't have to sit at home, dream about it, work yeah. all night, and then go yeah. into work. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we did a food pantry yesterday. Yeah, turned out pretty good. Yeah, it moves quick. But man, working that parking lot, <laughs> moving cars. Pops has done it for years, and yeah. They had me irritated pretty bad yesterday. I left early. I was so mad. <laughs> you get to get to work out your faith at food oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um The people, 
mean, they get there. I guess they it's busy as far as who wants to be first here. I guess, but so I guess they show up about five a.m. Yeah, and so. we don't even show up till eight and start getting them going. But by nine, you know, the parking lot's pretty well cleared by nine. Yeah, now it moves quick the way they, That's good. they do it now, but. I guess if you've been sitting there since five, you'll be impatient for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Sit there and take your nap. Get ready. Yeah. Man, we ain't got a lot of time, so let's jump right in. I know uh, it probably won't be very long. We're picking back up at First Timothy 3. Kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, there's not a whole, whole lot that, uh, I mean, it's just kind of point blank. Um, you know, as we went through the uh, beginning of this, we talked about the context, you know, having... Uh, you know, just laying down some, some foundations for, you know, teaching the truth and things like that. And then talks about, uh, you know, order in the household. And this is kind of, you know, this kind of hits that order pretty, pretty direct. Um, yeah. So we'll go through it and maybe bring out a couple points. And we're picking up right after he's talked to him in chapter two about the worship of the goddess Artemis getting its way into yeah the uh, church there. So. Yeah, so kind of past that point now, and now he's getting, moving on to the leaders in the church, like setting up your church, I guess. Yeah, I would say to to really catch up, make sure you check the last episode, kind of get to the context because we that's something we scream all the time, right? Context and kind of, I, I think that it plays important in this next this chapter three as well, um, uh, because like we was talking about earlier, there's a lot of times, you know, churches just say, hey we this is the law based on this verse you know and that's um we we need cross references we need uh you know different points to really hone it in obviously there's the the obvious uh things with salvation you know all that you know there's no really uh feather and left or right of the mark of that but things like this um that that church doctrine if you will um the Bible, if it has examples of it in other places, it's hard to call one verse a doctrine. So right. uh, let's just kind of get into that so it makes more sense what we're talking about. <clears throat> I'll just pick up verse, verse 1. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control live wisely and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome and not love money. He must manage his own family. Well, having children who respect and obey him for if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become, become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. I'm just going to stop right there and we'll just kind of bring it up is, you know, obviously it's talking about a man being being leaders of the church and things like that. <clears throat> and that's, um, you know, I definitely can't argue against it. But when churches, you know, basically shy a woman away or shut woman down because of these verses, we have to remember the rest of the Bible as well. So I just want to bring out a couple quick points. I won't talk much on them, but just go to uh, uh, Romans 16 and 1. It says, I commend, 
I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in in Centria. That's probably not pronounced right. But we see here in another example in Romans, uh, again, Paul is the one who's writing this, how he's calling Phoebe a deacon in the church. And then says, welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's, God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many, especially to me. And then it goes on again, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. And if you don't know, Priscilla is the woman. That's a, a man and a wife, and Priscilla is the woman. And I found it kind of, um, I don't want to say odd, but like if we're talking about <clears throat> couples or, or whatever, <coughs> most of the time, especially in the church, we will inadvertently just name the woman second, you know, like the, the man, Josh and Tab, Justin and Ashley, Steve and Carrie. Yeah. Uh, just that's kind of how the, the leadership aspect looks. Well, like pretty much every mention you see of Priscilla and Aquila, the woman is named first. And so a lot of that is kind of to be said because she was more of the teacher, you know, of it. Uh, there's a point in uh, Acts where it says they are teaching Apollos, which is a preacher, um, said he, you know, taught taught well, but all he knew about was John's baptism. So it mentioned Priscilla and Aquila pulled him aside and taught him more things about God. So yeah. she is obviously acting and leading. She's active, uh, you know, in, in ministering the word of God. And so <clears throat> when we just fall into a church doctrine of because First Timothy 3 verse 1 says, this, you know, we have to, we, we, we never can just throw away cross-reference in the Bible. Now, I'm not saying we should have this or we should have that. I'm just simply just giving examples of, of times where women in was, you know, ministering or leader or deacon in the church. <coughs> and it's by the same writer. <laughs> yeah. So we, I guess what I'm getting back to is we have to remember the context of what we're talking about. It's back in, we're back in Ephesus. Um, Paul is instructing Timothy how to um, teach and how to, um, you know, administer that group in Ephesus because in Ephesus we have what we have those uneducated women, as we talked about in chapter two, that the first time they have any public education is now as the church is coming together. Yeah, uh, we ha- we're dealing with Judaism. We're dealing with converts of Judaism to Christianity, and those teaching the law, trying to pull those back. We're dealing with paganism, as you mentioned about the uh, the goddess there. So uh, there's a lot going on. So it's hard to just say, "Hey, this is how churches ran," and if you're doing it different than that, you're wrong. Or you know, just yeah. just in general, referring to that the church beating up the church because of something they do, you know, does that make kind of sense how we are our own worst en- enemy a lot of times? Yeah. But still all the, all the other things behind it will um, apply to both man or woman. Yeah. You know, everything else that he lists is, you shouldn't be out there fighting. And What is it that, pastor said one time is it it's the church this is the only one that kills their own yeah like we you know we <clears throat> spend a lot of time instead of just really administering the word of god or really um you know respecting others we we spend a lot of time um asking them 
initially what they believe. And if it's different than us, go into our verses to try to prove somebody wrong. <laughs> like that's the one, of the, you know, a lot of times you meet a fellow Christian. That's one of the first questions you ask. Well, what church do you go to? What denomination it is? It's never, you know, anything. It's it's constantly trying to figure out where you stand with uh, certain verses. Yeah. <clears throat> Just go back to verse six, <clears throat> kind of switch gears. A church, church leader must not be a new believer. I think he's just talking there. You know, a, a new new believer just doesn't have any roots yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not really a foundation. It doesn't have a lot of knowledge or wisdom in that. Yeah. I, when we go on down through the rest of this, it, it talks about the deacon's job now. Yeah. <clears throat> but like. Like for me and you, we first we sat down and we were watched for a year, whatever. Once we we was commissioned, and then you know you're watched for a year. You teach the the pastor sees where you're at, where you're going, how faithful you're going to be. Yeah, and then you're ordained to the ministry, and then so just a, a new like I see what he's saying there. A new believer, you don't need first just come to the faith and go out and. Right. open up a church and and it's and why you know because it says you'll fall yeah uh i like to use use the uh and i think i probably said it here a few times but rice as it grows you know you see these flooded rice fields um they don't start out flooded uh, if you flood them too early the uh you know the plant will start to stretch to reach for oxygen well when it starts to reach for oxygen it doesn't have enough root system and it'll fall over yeah. Same way with us spiritually. If we don't have that root system developed and we're going out and trying to be a church leader after we got saved last Tuesday, you know, we're, we're going to find ourselves uh, falling. And I think that's, you know, the same example here. So also people, verse seven, also people outside the church must speak well of him so that he's not disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. <clears throat> In the same way, deacons must be well-respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now re- now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, let them serve as deacons, which you are just talking about, Josh. Yeah. <clears throat> In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and he must manage his children and household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. And as we go through this, you know, we're, we're talking about, about church leaders and we're tar- talking about deacons, uh, pastors, things like that. But really, these things should be exercised at, by any Christian. Right. You know, any Christian should be faithful to his, his or her spouse, you know, faithful to his children. These aren't just, these aren't really special attributes if you will these are no. biblical <clears throat> foundations of, of anybody yeah it's good to apply this to your life because um i sat in or i was didn't sit in i was visiting for a person getting uh they're being ordained i think they'd be in commission ordained as a deacon i think it was ordained but uh so the the main the older guy that was over like the organization whatever he kind of sat down and told him uh, 
kind of ways to act and behave. And he's like, never, he said, just be honest. Like, do not ever argue with your wife in public. Yeah. So as a married couple, don't argue in public. Don't let people see you mad. Mm. So it was just like why sayings to, you know, that <laughs> keeps where you're, where it says, uh, where they're examined from the outside, someone else looking in, they shouldn't be. Where's it at? Well, in verse 8, it says it must be respected, yeah. have integrity. And it goes just along the lines you're saying there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, verse 14, I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon. So that if I am delayed, you will know my people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is a pillar and foundation of the truth. Without question, this is a great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in human body and vindicated by the spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. So, yeah, just to kind of recap. Uh, this was short, kind of direct, um, but it goes without saying that, you know, you know, if you're aspiring to be a leader, and even not, even if you're just a Christian, being tr- trustworthy, having integrity, uh, treating your spouse correctly, treating your children correctly, yeah, uh, having self-control, <coughs> you know, all that is uh, is required if you do want to be a church leader, but I would say it, it'd be um, well sought after even just day-to-day Christian living. Over in Titus, it kind of gives the same thing. Titus 1 and 6 says, an elder must live a blameless life, which this is Paul writing again. Elder must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife, and his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. An elder is a manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in a trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. So it's repeated time and time again from Paul on you know, how it should be set up and how you should live your life. Yeah. Just think of a leader. Uh, you know, we like to think, I like to think as leaders, as, as an example, you know, if they should be an example as to how to live, how to conduct. And if you have somebody that is, is, you know, just living carelessly, you know, making bad decisions, things like that, um, they could have a great message, but if they're not given an example of, uh, you know, in the day to day of yeah. what it, what it should be like, then at the end of the day, those are just fancy words, you know, that they can speak. So, yeah, a good motivational speaker, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but, cool. Yeah, like it says, if you can't, I like where it says you you can't control your kids, and how can you can run God's house? Yeah, you know, because if your kids are out running wild, yeah, crazy. Essentially, if you're a leader in a in a spiritual way, those those people in the household are your kids. Yeah, you know that's that spiritual father type aspect. Uh, maybe in a way more so for a pastor, you know. But the same same concept goes. Yeah.
Because there's discipline in living for the Lord. Yeah. Man, I like it. Good stuff. I think next chapter gets a little bit more on it. Or, yeah. Kind of dig in a little bit deeper on the roles that he's wanting uh, Timothy to play and a few warnings, false teaching. Awesome. I like it. Shoot, man, you got anything else? No. Got Terry Tripp today. Yeah. Come out to, uh, well, if you're hearing this, it's going to be too late. But Yeah. <laughs> I hope you came out to you to have voices on to see uh, Terry Tripp. I'm looking forward to it. I always like Terry, man. Yeah. He's, he keeps you at the edge of your seat kind of the whole time. You know, it's um, not to downplay, but but just say it like this. There's sometimes, <laughs> and it's probably me, me if I was be speaking, Sometimes it's you got to really focus on staying engaged. You got to really focus on you know being being aware. But Terry, man, he's it's it's a pretty easy like you're just at the edge of your seat the whole time, and uh, he's really gifted and uh, really a stand up man, and you know has those attributes that we've talked about just today. Yeah. And uh, so, man, I I love it. Love to see it. Looking forward to it. So. Anyway, we are done babbling. We will see you guys next week. Appreciate y'all.